Hey, welcome back to Pigeonhole Hockey. This is Chris, and today's co-host, Ben. <laughs> and you know us. We're just a washed-up goalie and a washed-up comedian that do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think, and also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Ben, on today's podcast... We would like to welcome our special guest, Ford, for the USPHL's Ogden Mustangs, number 24, Tucker Thorstad. Tucker, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm glad to be on here. Yeah, well, yeah, thanks for jumping on. It's no secret to our listeners that the, we're pretty avid Mustangs fans here, and I regularly attend games uh, when I'm in Utah. So, again, thanks for jumping on the podcast. Yeah, of course. I've heard many good stories about the podcast, so I'm glad to be on it and part of it. Well, we're All about lives. to create... You're, you're about to see that for yourself, Tucker. <laughs> we're, we're about to have a lot of fun on this one, I think. So, And I think that starts off with my first question. So let's get this part out of the way. Back in November 2020, I attended a game, my first game back coming out of COVID. And I was sitting along the glass and couldn't help but notice number two, four, repeatedly aiming at my Rooster's Mustang Ale. So do you have any comment about this incident? Uh, you know, just uh, seeing that. You know, beer sent up on the glass. Uh, it was kind of like a little target for me. So I was like, hey, how many times can I, you know, hit this in CAL? How mad the guy gets if I hit it? You know, see what happens. Do you know how cold a rink is when you're not actually playing on the ice and don't have all that adrenaline pushing through you? I'm sitting there in a thin little jacket. It's cold. I'm along the glass. And I have to hold my cold beer, man. Yeah, I can't make it too easy for you. <laughs> no, you didn't. And that's why when me and uh, me and Stefan were talking shortly after that game, he's like, "Ah, you'll like Tucker. He's a good kid." I'm sure. I said, "I'm sure I will," but I don't, <laughs> I don't like holding my cold beer in a cold arena. But whatever. Yeah, Tucker. I just have a question. Like, what would you have done if you had hit his beer? Would it have been a, ah, whoops, uh, too bad, or would it have been like, oh, you know what? Let me get you another one. Or he can't. Would you have just one. made fun of him? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> If I would have actually, you know, hit it and knocked it over, I probably would have just started laughing during warm-ups. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I'd have been like, yeah. holy crap, dude, that actually just happened. I've, I've seen you play, and you're definitely the kid that's going to laugh at an incident like that. Yeah. You know, you, you definitely have a personality on the ice. You, you stick out there, and I'm like, okay. I, I know your type. I know your type. Yeah, it would I'm definitely get a kick out. On, on that note, Tucker, we'd love to know a little bit about yourself and, and your hockey life. Like, what's something that not a lot of fans might know about you? Uh, it was it might have been brought up a few times, you know, in that when I re-signed in the article there. But I actually uh, moved up to Utah in 2012 when I played, I think it was two or three years for the uh, Ogden Junior Mustangs. The coach then was Mustangs owner, Sean Wilmer. So it was a bit of a fun connection growing up in Ogden and then. I went played West Coast and then coming back home to play for the big Mustangs that I watched all the time growing up because I you know would sell chuck a pucks and season ticket because I played for them and stuff like that. So you got to play for the team you grew up watching. Yeah, it's you know the whole process was crazy. You know, our owner Sean brought it up and was like, "Come try out for Ogden," and I was like, "Okay, I don't know, I don't know if this is just for ice time or whatever," but I'm super excited. And then you know, once Kenny, a few weeks after that main camp in July, me and Kenny got talking and, you know, he's like, yeah, we'd love to have you talk. And, you know, once, once I signed, it was holy cow, I'm playing for the team I grew up watching. You know, it's, it was for a while. It was a crazy feeling. What what was the first thing you did after you found out that you had reached the, the, the peak of Mount Everest 
of Ogden by getting on the Mustangs? What was the first thing you did? Well, you know, funny enough, I when I officially signed the contract, it was my birthday. So me and my oh. me and my dad, uh, <laughs> we went and got steaks. You know, we you know we just had a good night and celebrated. You know, this huge moment for my career. But did you at least have any friends that you were like, oh, dude, you're, I did it. And they were like, oh, man, you're so much cooler than me. Oh, I I think the night after that, I went to a, one of our high school football games and I was kind of just telling people like, yeah, you know, I, I play for the, you know, made the Ogden Mustangs and, you know, nobody in Utah knows anything about hockey. So they're like, oh, my gosh, you're going prone, you know, kind of <laughs> unreal, unreal player. And I was like, sure, you know, whatever floats your boat, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so who who or what got you into hockey then? It was my dad, actually, for his birthday. We uh, he took me out to go watch uh, back when they were the Phoenix Coyotes. We we went to go watch the game, and the player that stuck out most for me, and he's my favorite player hands down, was Shane Doan. Mm-hmm. He had two goals, you know, first star of the night, and I was, I think I was like five or six. I was just like, this is awesome. I want to do this. Steve's gonna be very upset he wasn't on this podcast. He loves Shane Doan. Yeah, he's a Shane Doan's a great guy. I actually got the chance to meet him in person one time, and it was easily one of the best encounters I've ever had. No, that's cool. I've heard nothing but good things from Steve on Shane Doan and when he moved down to Phoenix from Canada and people were kind of giving Shane Doan a, like, I guess a bad rap up there in Canada. So when he went down to Phoenix, he wasn't expecting a lot, but he met him several times and all he does is talk about, like, that's his all-time favorite Phoenix Coyote, Arizona Coyote. And then I think it's his daughter, his oldest daughter's favorite player overall. Yeah, he's a great guy. So I'm going to carry on this theme. You know, we talked about birthdays and celebrations, Tucker. Last year, you got 25 points for the Mustangs, including 11 goals, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sure every goal is sweet. Was there one that really stands out to you as, like, just an awesome experience after you got it in the net? Yeah, it was my first junior goal. And why it was my favorite goal is because I went – I can't remember how long, but I went quite a while without getting a goal. I got him some points, and I, I think it was me and Stanford were the two last rookies to score, and I just had chances. I was hitting posts, you know, unfortunate bounces, and then, you know, I still remember the play, because it was yesterday, Falzer just gave the puck to me, and I put it back in the net, and the excitement and adrenaline that went through my body was unreal. I was I was like, dude, I, I was like, did that actually just happen? Like, did, did I actually score? <laughs> <laughs> I had to do a double take in the back of the net, you know, looking at the refs and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, geez, that actually just, I just scored. Dang. Do you have yeah, that puck? Awesome. Yeah, I have that puck. And I got one more puck from that game for the hat trick. But I have those those two pucks up on my shelf in my room. That is sick. That is sick. So you mentioned Phoenix. And I think as we were talking, you, you maybe spent some time between Phoenix and, and Ogden. So mm-hmm. what's your favorite pro hockey team and why? Mm, I I gotta go with the Coyotes on that one. Uh, just because I like the fan base I grew up with down there. I went to you know I think it was like a game a year you know, and playing youth hockey down there you know the Coyotes were such a big influence uh, to everybody growing up down there, and I just grew huge love for those guys and you know that organization and team. Again, Steve, if you're listening, buddy, I'm so sorry you weren't on this recording. <laughs> he loves talking about the youth programs down there and what the uh, Arizona Coyotes have actually done 
for mm-hmm. hockey in that region and and you see the impacts of that in a lot of areas including directly related or not Arizona State just kind of coming up and just being a, yeah. a force to be reckoned with mm-hmm. yeah they just ASU is I haven't been down there and they've been getting big but they don't I've heard from buddies down there and they're like yeah ASU and they got a D1 team you know they're becoming super huge down there you know which is great to hear of course, you know, the Coyotes also won another very prestigious award this year, which was the Ben Arendt number one retro reverse jersey of the year award. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was super cool. I've always loved their art style and stuff, it. too. I know you did. That's why I'm picking on you. Uh, hey. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, right? Right, yeah, Tucker? The Kachini needs to go away. I can't stand that jersey. You know, you know what, Tucker? Next time he's got his beer at the arena, you need to smash it because the Coyotes had a good jersey and he's just not in yeah. it. I'll just go I like get their current stick this time. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I like their current jersey. I I love the Howling Wolf, and I love mm-hmm. you know, I, I, man. I got like a couple Coyotes jerseys that I decided to keep in my top forty because they're both Brizzy jerseys, and I love Brizzy as a goalie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I have them both. I also argued with Brian Burke over Brizgalov once at a at a dinner at the Canadian Embassy. So that's a long story for another podcast. <laughs> you know what, Tucker? I'm gonna make a deal. If you can get 30 goals next year I, I believe you can do it i think if if you do it chris should have to get a tattoo of the reverse retro uh coyotes jersey someplace That's, uh i i'm i'm up for that deal he's up for that chris i think it's i think it's uh, it's on the radio i think it has to happen <laughs> <laughs> i don't think well i have technically today officially been cleared to get a tattoo you know, because when you're married, you don't have a choice. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. 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 And so, I'm sure Virginia will be okay with this. I'll talk it over with her. I, I yeah. just don't know if it's going to be Kachina, man. I it's just for Tucker. Yeah. We'll figure something else. We'll figure something else out besides me <laughs> permanently uh, <laughs> stamping my body with uh, with a Kachina tattoo. If I'm going to have something on there and it's going to be hockey, it, it's I, I can't even put the Sabres on there now. What an embarrassing team. Oh, I have to yeah. get that one some thought now. <laughs> but but it won't be a tattoo but we'll fi- we'll figure right. something out 30 goals we're gonna figure something out um if he gets 30 co- I'll, I'll, I'll do so i'll tell you what, i'll do it by myself with a ballpoint pen how about that tucker that doesn't that help. that works for me too that'd be pretty interesting to see how that <laughs> <Yeah>. turns out. <laughs> i'm sure that's all the motivation you need these two random guys on this podcast <laughs> are gonna do uh prison tats if you get 30 goals all right <laughs> that's my motivation <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so Tucker, other question for you. Look, everyone who plays hockey has a player in mind that they're modeling themselves after. You know, Chris was a goalie, and his was Ron Hextall. Not in talent. You know, Hextall was much more talented, <laughs> pure, purely in his love of punching people and being kind of an all-around uh, instigator. So for you, as a forward, what's the player that you want to most resemble or that you model yourself after? You know, sticking with the Coyote, I've – I've been asked that before, and I've thought about it, but Connor Garland, okay. his, his style of play, he just, you know, he puts, I love how he just, you know, puts the puck down, and he just works, you know, there's nothing that, you know, intimidates him, you know, and he's that, you know, he's a good skill guy, but he can also be a, you know, great defensive guy when he needs to be. Yeah, he's another player that Steve has been pretty impressed with, because he's, I wouldn't say he's a younger guy, he's like, what, mid-20s? Um, yeah, I think he's like 28. Yeah, so... You know, he's he's definitely been somebody that he's appreciated watching, and he hasn't been, wasn't he talked about, I don't know, Arizona's willing to dump everybody right now, I think, from what I last yeah. saw. I think there was one player they're willing to protect, and everyone else is exposed. 
No yeah. kidding. Yeah, so I don't think Garland was that guy. But, yeah, it's a good guy to model yourself after, you know, after a really talented player. You know, again, we're going to stick on the hockey theme here, but we're going to bring it mm-hmm. back to Ogden. What are some of your best mates from last year's team? Some of my best mates were, before he got traded, Aaron Cope was one of my closest buddies. You know, he, I, I wasn't old enough to have my license yet, so Cope would, you know, drive me around and stuff like that. But then, you know, after he left, you know, I really got close with Jack and Gio. You know, and you guys obviously know Jack, and, you know, he's just a great, fun guy to hang out with. And, you know, Gio's, Gio and I were, you know, always hanging out and stuff like that. And, you know, they're just a good friendship to build on that team. You know, they're just great guys. So the little Three Musketeers thing going on there? Yeah, because they were, they were built brothers, and, you know, they'd pick me up, of like, 90% of the time, so... You got to hang out quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, because I remember I think Jack talked about you on here too, and I think also, I think Captain Finney as well, because I think I think Captain Finney might owe Jack some uh, some I think fuel money if I'm not incorrect, Ben. I mean, Chris, I'm the expert on prison tats. I don't know who owes who what. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different department. Man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, so let's continue the thread here. You know, we like to, every time we got somebody on the show, we like to, you know, try to get a little inside scoop into the culture of the team. So mm-hmm. think about your teammates. Who do you think is most likely to have to get cut out of a child's swing? Oh, that's, <laughs> there's uh, many candidates for that one. You know, it's a team full of little children. <laughs> um, I think I have to go with Trollha on that one. He was, you know... You know, he's a tall guy, and he, you know, he's just a little goof kid. You know, I've roomed with him, and he is just, after rooming with him for a week, I was like, man, this is like a, it's like a 17-year-old kid trapped inside of a 20-year-old body. (laughs) So this Croatian sensation was definitely going to be the most likely Ogden Mustang to have to get cut out of a child swing? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) So who's most likely to fall out of a tree? Ooh, um, I'd have to go with Zito on that one. I think you know Zito would. Zito likes to you know try you know try to do stuff, and then you know sometimes it wouldn't work out in his favor. And I feel like I feel like climbing a tree might be in that category. All right, Zito, do you hear that? You're you've now been <laughs> voted most likely to fall out of a tree. We'd like to hear your response. <laughs> Chris, are, are we starting any beef here? I feel like these are pretty innocuous <laughs> questions, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right you ready for the next one here these are another superlative yeah all right imagine it somebody's going to open up their hockey bag and it's just full to the brim with delicious skittles or candy who is mm-hmm. it who's going to have a, a hockey bag full of candy oh this one this one for me is pretty easy i got i got geo or solo on that one and <laughs> you know i got a story for that so we're we're doing uh, white elephant Christmas and there's this big uh, you guys know those like diaper boxes and how they're huge yeah of course yeah so I can't remember who got Gio but somebody just put like candy up to the max in that thing and <laughs> and Gio Gio was one of the first guys and he was just chowing down the entire time and you know talking to Gio and Jack Jack's like dude there's rappers all in my car and Gio's like yeah I polished her that off and you know in about a week <laughs> and I was I mean, it's not surprising. Gio still, Gio has that, you know, candy kind of, you know, vibes where he would eat as much as he could. Everyone's got that teammate that has that sweet tooth. And uh, 
I would imagine my teammates in the past would have probably voted me. Um, <laughs> you, every time I saw you, Chris, you always had a frappuccino. <laughs> I, always, I always have something. I'm staying with my in-laws right now, and I cleaned out the candy bowl every single time it's there. <laughs> my mother-in-law's like, okay, you know, self-restraint. I'm like, that's why I don't buy candy in my house. That's the same, yeah. same thing. Yeah. Yeah, this is on you guys for having candy there, not me. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't buy candy, because I'll eat it. Cookies? Gone. I'm a cookie <laughs> monster oh, for, for that. For me, it's Nutella. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and just be covered yeah. in it and not know where the whole car went. I'm like, I don't, I'm diabetic, so that's not a great thing. I'm just like, what happened? Why am I smeared in chocolate? That's, that's how, that's what it's going to, that's going to be your demise. I'm going to get a call from your, uh, from your partner one day. She's going to be like, uh, Ben's, Ben's dead. What's happening? I don't know, but he's covered in brown. Oh, that ain't, that ain't poo. That's, 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 that's Nutella. Nutella. <laughs> Something very wrong has gone here. I don't know. Ben's dead. What happened? Nutella. Okay, good. So uh, most likely to win an eating contest. Oh, I think Washko. For, I think I got to go with Washko on that one. He kind of like Joe, you know, he he was always kind of like, you know, if we're eating food, he'd be like, hey, you know, like if you're not going to finish that, you know, mind if I get some? <laughs> and, you know, like, and especially him and, him and Scott Burnett had a, you know, really close bond on that team. And, you know, Scott would always have Subway and Washko is walking around like, hey, you know, can I, you think I could get a bite or two? You know, maybe about half that, you know, if you don't finish it, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> so I'd imagine Washko, would it be, if it was a specific eating contest, then would it be like Philly cheesesteaks? Yeah, I, I would bet that. He's a big, big Philly guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's what I've heard. So I figured, because I know he's a Lithuanian American, but... Kind of a kind of a Philly kid through and through, so I'm imagining cheesesteaks goes as deep in Philly as buffalo wings go with me, as yeah. I love my wings. Oh yeah. yeah, he's he's very big the rep for his hometown. So so we're gonna transition here, but before we do, are there any superlatives that we should have asked you that we didn't ask you? Oh, that's a good question there. Yeah, who's the teammate you want to call out? Most likely to. <laughs> It's funny that you say that. Uh, most likely to scoop peanut butter out of a jar with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be Scott Burnett. There you go. He, you know, we're sitting there and we had a peanut butter and jelly for before games if the guys wanted to make a sandwich. And Scott's like, dude, we're out of bread. And I'm really hungry. And I got a fork with me, man. And everybody's like, Scott, you know, everybody uses that. Please don't do that. And next thing you know, we see Scott with a fork full of peanut butter, and we're like, okay, that's Scott's now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know, when when you got to do it, you got to do it. Your boy there with the peanut butter fork. We'll call him peanut butter fork. <laughs> yeah, peanut butter fork brunette. That's that's his new nickname. Uh, if he, if he re-signs with uh, the, the, the Stangs this year, it's peanut butter fork brunette. Even if he doesn't, wherever he goes, I'm just going to call yeah. him peanut butter fork brunette. You know, speaking of peanut butter, if your hands are soiled with something, what would that most likely be? I, I think this is a weird question, Chris, but I'm interested to see how <laughs> response. <laughs> I'd have to go. I'd have to go with maple syrup on that. I'm a big, Ooh. big waffle ego guy, and you know, Ooh. I am fairly clumsy, so I get my fair share of syrup on my hands. That's that's a really classy answer. I like, Chris. I think yours would probably be buffalo sauce, right? Yes, 100%. It would always definitely be wing <laughs> sauce. It doesn't have to necessarily be buffalo sauce, but it's going to be some level of wing sauce. I'm a, I'm a wing connoisseur. Mm, that's probably that would have probably been my second answer, honestly. I love I love going to, uh, B Dubs. 
So, so speaking of B-dubs, you know, Tucker, in in past episodes, we uh, and Chris, I don't remember who it was we interviewed, but we asked. I'm thinking question. it was Stanford, but it might have been Jack as well. So I think I think it was Stanford, but we said, hey, what's your favorite place to go out for food in Ogden? You know, maybe you're going on a date, maybe you're going for somebody's birthday. And I got to be honest mm-hmm. with you, Tucker. He started telling me about the Village Inn, and I'm I'm kind of obsessed with the Village Inn now. Mm. So what's your favorite place to eat in Ogden, and why is it or isn't it Village Inn? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a pretty good question. I think Jake's over the top, right by the ice sheet. Yeah, they have these things called the Avalanche, and it's just this giant cup of ice cream. It's like a milkshake almost. And, you know, their food is just really good. And it's like a local place, so it's just, you know, you already know if it's local, it's going to be pretty good. I vaguely remember that. I don't know if I actually went there. Is that the little burger place or something? Yeah, it's it's right by the ice sheet. Ben's right. just still thinking about the village inn. That's what all I'm still doing. I'm still thinking about the village inn. <laughs> what was the thing he was telling us? It was some kind of con- although all right, Tucker, the milkshakes sound really good too. So, yeah. you know, like I said, if I'm ever in Ogden and I'm really like, hey, you know what, this this is it. I don't I don't want to be around anymore. I'll hit both of them up. Yeah. Start at the village inn. I'll end it with a milkshake, and uh, you know, it'll have a life worth living. Yes, that sounds like a good plan to me. All right. So, Ben, when you come into uh, Ogden for that game this year, for that series of games this year, so we're going to have to hit up the, I think, the burrito place that Jack had mentioned. I think the Village Inn, because you can't stop thinking about it. We're going to have to go out for a nice dinner date and go to, I think, the Roots Steakhouse in the city, and then we're going to have to go there. I'll I'll start preparing my stomach right now. <laughs> we're going to. We're, we're going to have some food around Ogden, that's for sure, and and Salt Lake City, but, you know. Right. So, favorite class in school? Ooh, I think I got two classes that, off the top of my head. PE, because I love, you know, playing <laughs> games, you know. That's me. That's me all in. That was my <laughs> only good class. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the only thing I was getting to. Uh, that, that class, and then uh, last year I got into psychology. Ooh, all right. And I was – I – you know, went in that class not knowing anything. I was just kind of taking it to fill credits. And then, you know, going through the class, I really enjoyed everything that was, you know, I was really interested in what was, you know, being taught. I mean, the human mind, right? It's it's such a mystery and yet so intricate and fascinating, right? Yeah, it was, it had me going home and being like, wait a minute, is that, you know, I'd have to think about it for a minute. Do you think you'll ever be able be able to apply what you learned in psychology to say get in the minds of your opponents? You know, I think I I could try, <laughs> I, could try I could try something like that. You know, you never All right. know. All right. All right. So then, then we're almost we're Tuck, We're almost through here. We got a couple more questions. The one I want to ask: What is a secret, like mediocre superpower that you have that that people might not know about you? A useless talent or, or a superpower that maybe isn't so super. Oh, I can. You know how the Rock can kind of raise his eyebrow. Oh, absolutely. I can. I can do that. You know, decently well. Well, you're gonna have to prove it now. Yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so from now on, whenever you score a goal, you have to find wherever the camera is, look into it, and do the Rock pose. Okay, I'll do that. I think I'm gonna <laughs> wear a visor next year, so I'll I'll do that pretty well. Sweet. And then and then if you do it 30 times, Chris has to get a tattoo. Fantastic. We all agreed. That's what we said on the air. 
Good to yep. hear. Okay. All right, moving on before Chris disagrees. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess finally, uh, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, as growing up, I, you know, my parents always called me Chatty Cat because I talk nonstop. So I was kind of thinking that, you know, being a broadcaster for hockey would be pretty cool. Ooh, there you go. So you're going to talk to Stefan about that, or I'm sure you and Stefan have already talked about it. I haven't brought it up yet, but they, you know, they were talking about, you know, if you, if you get scratched, you know, last year or a few years ago, they did where the players would do that. And I was like, maybe, you know, I kind of want to, maybe I should, you know, do something where I can, you know, try that out. Obviously I, I didn't get scratched that often. So I wasn't able to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see, that would have been a perfect time for me to just know one guy who got scratched a lot and just call his name out. I would I would just say, you know, I first of all, I think being a broadcaster would be a great career. One recommendation, don't go into podcasting. Ow. What makes you say that? I, I mean, you're going to be stuck having conversations like this with, with me and Chris for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I love you, Chris. You know what? When we're done with this podcast, I'll cry. I'll recover like never happened. But Stefan, yeah. when you listen to this video now, you know who to reach out to. So should he get scratched this year, uh, you know who to call on and bring him down and, you know, just straight up say, you know, and our scratched player of the evening, Tucker Thorstad. <laughs> and so you can just enjoy those little pokes. But that would be that would be cool. Hey, if you're on a broadcast, I want to hear it. All right. I'm going to be watching yeah. all the games this year. So we need to hear that call out. But. We do want to thank you for taking time out of your day to jump on the podcast, so thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. It was a blast. No, it was excellent having you on. I can't wait to go to Village Inn and then also go get a milkshake. <laughs> We're pitching on. You'll have to let me know. I'll join you on the milkshake there. All right, done. So is everyone going to the Village Inn? No, we, we got to go to the other place that, that Tucker mentioned that's got the milkshakes. Yeah, we'll go there too. Yeah, we'll do them all. Why not? Okay. Well, that's yeah. I mean, I'm not a professional athlete. I don't have to take care of my body. <laughs> all I know is I'm going to get a call from, like, uh, Coach Dreyer or something being like, why are all my guys with, down with stomach aches right now? It's like, oh. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say you're going to get a call from Village Inn, like, please stop promoting our brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, we're, we're pigeonhole hockey, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>